Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Attacking Scrum podcast. If you've been listening in recent weeks, you will know that this weekend we headed out to Nantes for the Wales versus Georgia game. Uh, Absolutely brilliant weekend, myself and Dan. Really good to be out covering rugby on the road again. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen Dan for for a long time. And we hadn't done one of these these travel pieces since, I think, we went to watch the Scarlets play in the European Challenge Cup just before lockdown. So it's been a while since we've been able to do one of those because of family commitments and, uh, well, and obviously a pandemic in the middle of that. Uh, and that one was in Reading as well. So it was a bit, you know, with, with all due respect to Reading, it was a bit more glamorous to go to France. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had an absolutely brilliant time over there. Highlights included uh, presenting a live show, which was really good fun. And, again, we had not done this for for such a long time uh so yeah i think lots of people out there probably never heard us before so if you if you were at the show in nantes uh, uh thanks for coming along and thanks for listening to this as well so that was a really good uh, really good thrill uh so myself and dan did that with uh the the voice in the millennium stadium reese up william and yeah we got to know reese quite well over the over the course of the couple of the days and uh, what a really good fun guy who uh has just so yeah, cycled from from Cardiff out to Nantes uh, to raise money for Mind, which I think you can still uh, you'll still be able to donate if you search uh, if you search for that or follow Reese on his uh, on his socials on on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, it was brilliant, great to chat to him. And uh, you know, after doing a bit of a recce of the of the venue on the Friday night, uh, we stayed up having a, having a few drinks and just chatting rugby with him and. Uh, is it, I always find it interesting people who work in rugby, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's not just a job for them. Reese clearly just loves rugby, and we had yeah, lots of fun chatting about in minute detail about small elements of Welsh rugby history and beyond. So that was great fun and great to meet him. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a real highlight doing that live show. The atmosphere in the ground is brilliant. We're going to bring you in this episode some of the some of the little snippets uh, from inside the ground. Uh, usual disclaimer that the sound quality might not be as good on on some of those bits on, on the audio of, of me and Dan speaking because it just was so loud in there. But it was brilliant. Lots of fantastic Wales fans got to meet uh, a few. It's a bit, a few bits of fan reaction in in this episode too. There's the usual stuff. Me and Dan chatting about what we think uh, in in the wake of a the win, b uh, losing Toby through injury, all of these kind of things. We recorded this before the result of the. At the Argentina Japan game, uh, so obviously that will be out of date um, by the time you're listening to this. 
but yeah, the atmosphere in the ground, absolutely superb. What else did we get up to? Uh, we had, uh, I did an interview with Five Live just, uh, just as we were kind of about to board the plane, so that finished, so I'm going to include that in there as well, so you have a little listen to that. So hopefully it gives you a flavour for what it was like, as well as giving you your regular rugby fix uh, in terms of some analysis on on the Welsh performance and everything else. And uh, yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was just a brilliant uh, a brilliant game to, to be at. And for me, I, you know, I've only ever seen Wales play in the World Cup in either England or, or Wales. So actually going abroad to see it was, yeah, was just fantastic. So that was awesome. Thanks to everyone who came up and chatted to us. Uh, a big thanks to our sponsors at MSG Tours who made all of this possible. And uh, yeah, obviously you'll have heard us being sponsored by them throughout the whole of the Rugby World Cup. So this was, uh, yeah, the, the big kind of focal point of it. And uh, we had an absolute blast of a time. Right, so uh, let's get into it. And uh, yeah, really hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. What else have I got to say? Uh, I think that's about it. Right, enough from me. On with the show. Charging for all he's worth. Oh, it might work for Wales. They're going to score under the post. And it's Gareth Davis who's been one of the stars. Dan, the sun is shining. It is a glorious 35 degrees. We've got about half an hour to go until kickoff. People flooding into the, into the concourses now. And... Uh, you just feel like uh, you feel like part of it. Now. I don't know. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, really, really excited. Great. Looks like old school concrete stadium. It's lively, isn't it? Loads of Welsh, Welsh everywhere. It's a real vibe. I, I must admit, I didn't quite expect it to be this lively so early in the day. I'm enjoying the uh, I'm enjoying the uh, the smoke coming off the concourses as well with people either vaping or smoking up there. You see that just up to the. Uh, I think that's the heat the coming off me. I think it could be, and it's a hot one. Hopefully, you think the Wales have been training so well that that will favour them. So fingers crossed, uh, it goes that way. How important is this game in the uh, in the bigger scale of things with with the quarterfinal to follow? Yeah, for me, it's massive. We have to continue the good work that we've done. So it's all about all about getting the win. I think we need to be very sensible, take the points when they're on option, build a score, and then uh, yeah, see some of the nice attacking play that Alex King has uh, has got off 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 phase play. I'd like to see a little bit more on the, in the open. You know, if we can keep hold of the ball um, and offload it around, but it's a it's a it's a different type of Georgia that we probably expected coming into this game, isn't it? You know, this, they haven't quite been up the jumper. They've been more sort of. Um, you know, attacking through the backs. But yeah, massive game. We've got to get the win and keep this momentum going. And how about the crowd? What do you make of this? Plus some, some neutrals around. What do you what do you reckon in terms in terms of fan split here today? Oh, I mean, yeah, so far you've it's it's gotta be almost what, 80 percent Welsh I'd say? I reckon I reckon eighty percent neutrals actually. I think there's a lot of locals come to watch this. And then uh, and then, but there's lot there's lots of red around. I, I think yeah we'd be out of the out of the visiting fans it would be Wales in favour. You're probably right about about eighty percent of Wales versus uh, versus Georgians, but there, there are there are certainly uh, certainly a few kind of maroon shirts and, um, and Georgian emblems knocking around. Uh, I'm just excited to see what this atmosphere has got in store. Yeah, can't wait to get in there now, hear it, and also the French are so good, aren't they? I'm sure we'll hear their their songs reverberating around the around the stadium a bit later. French seem in good spirits as well, so yeah, let's get in there. 
let's get in there. Didn't even hear any of this. Full time whistle's gone, Dan. It was a bit, <laughs> it was a bit of a bit of a scare for Wales, but convincing victory at the end. Lewis Rees-Zamet purring to use your words, Dan. What do you make of it? He was, yeah. Every 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 time he touched the ball, he made a big impact, didn't he? 43-19, big score. Difficult, potentially a difficult game for us, but yeah, it had a bit of everything. Atmosphere incredible. Dakota's on now. Murph, sorry about that. But um, yeah, here we go. it's going to call us just for Murph now. Here we go. Right, here we go. In the absence of the Sultans of Ping FC, Murph, that one, uh, that one is for you. Uh, Dan, Tommy Reffel, man of the match. Five turnovers on my account. Uh, just how good was he? Oh, he was magnificent tonight, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, the heart of everything, and I think it uh, early doors it came from him, didn't he? When he when he charged down the kick, and then got that turnover out on the right. Yeah, big big game from him. He needed it. He delivered it. A word for uh, Roy Orbison, the referee. Sorry, I mean Matteo Reynal. Reynal, look. Hopefully, we're never going to see him again. Absolutely woeful performance from Reynal. I know, I know I feel biased on this one, but I can't so many ropey decisions. There's nothing at the scrum. The ball stopped before it, um, for about two minutes before the Georgian try. Uh, yeah, a horrible, horrible decision, but didn't seem to phase Wales, apart from that edgy moment after Ninias really scored. Yeah, no, it didn't, didn't seem to. Our heads didn't drop. We adapted the game. I thought that um, you know, they came back into the game pretty well, didn't they? Hit really hard. Their, their back row carried well. It was a good test for us, wasn't it? We needed a test. It was every bit of test, and yeah, we came through it, scored some great tries. So, all in all, probably just what we needed going into the uh, the quarterfinals now, really. The injury to Anscombe, how much do you think that will have affected him prior to the game, having a late pullout like that? Yeah, I do. I feel really sorry for Anscombe. I think there was potentially some tears as he was going off. Just a rotten bad luck. I, I, I really. We said on the walk over, didn't we? If there was going to be, a, you know, an injury, we we needed it not to be to, to ten. Well, and Toby as well, and North, but we did. We can't afford to have it at ten. Um, and Toby went off with a knock, and Liam went off with a knock. He did, yeah. Toby doesn't go down often. He was holding his holding his wrist, wasn't he? Hopefully, he's going to be all right, and uh, Liam as well. But yeah, fingers crossed that Anscombe isn't out for the rest of the tournament. We really need him. Dan, the sun's out, Wales have won, we're having an amazing time and then you just get news that Toby has broken his arm and he's going to be out of the rest of Wales' Rugby World Cup campaign. How big a blow is that? That is a big blow. The sun is out but there's a shadow coming right over me now. Um, big Toby-shaped plaster cast arm yeah. shadow. In the ground, didn't we, I turned to you and said, Toby never stays down. And yeah, he's going to be out. I think it's 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 really upsetting. He's had a he's had a magnificent World Cup, hasn't he? And there's only one Toby Falatau. It's going to be a, a big call now on who who comes in. Raffle Raffle's firing, isn't he? Playing really really well. Um, yeah, Raffle's <laughs> Raffle's playing really really well. Um, Basham's up for it as well, but. 
the, I suppose the biggest thing we're going to miss with uh, with Faratau is his carrying, isn't it? Those quick feet, the yards, and yeah. everything else he does. But could we see could we see Basham coming in? I think based on today, you just get Raphael in the side because he's that good and he's playing that well. And four or five turnovers like he did today, that wins you. I could, I could win you a quarter final. So for me, as much as it's not my preferred option, if everyone is fit. I go with Reffel and Reffel Morgan and, and Wayne Wright to eight. Yeah, it makes makes sense. Have have Basham on the bench, covering six, seven, and eight. Um, we needed a big game from Reffel. He's brought it. So, you know, as disappointing as today is, if Reffel hadn't gone as well as he as he had done, we'd probably be feeling even more in a bad place, wouldn't we? But yeah, it could be worse. It could, yeah, but. Um, Definitely a sour, a sour note on all the uh, all the enjoyment of the last uh, the last couple of hours. We'll have more reaction uh, later on, but now we're going to go and find a pint. And uh, we're recording from another glamorous venue, Dan. To add this one to the list of uh, car parks and uh, the front seat of your Nissan Qashqai. Uh, we're in the departure lounge at Nantes Airport, some 15 hours after Wales win over Georgia. Um, how are you feeling now after after the victory and the big news of Toby breaking his arm? What's your what's your overall thoughts? Yeah, feeling a little bit jaded at the moment and was having nightmares over is Toby really out? But he is. Um, he's taking the edge off a off a great win. It was. Uh, a real good battle out there, wasn't it? Our, ob- our obvious game plan was to put boot to ball as much as we could, and then allow them to make you know make errors. So it, it was a little frustrating to watch at times, but me and you could see exactly what was going on, couldn't we? Along with all the other, all the other fans, but it paid it paid off, didn't it? But we were hoping before the game, look, you know, let's get through it, get a win, and fingers crossed we don't have any injuries. I remember us saying, no injuries to eight, no injuries to ten. And, uh, I've just been listening back some of the audio from yesterday, and I'll drop that in because you said you did say that on the way. The uh, eight and ten are the, the places that we just can't uh, we just can't afford any injuries, and sure enough, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was so tough, wasn't it? I mean, as soon as you saw Toby go down, it, it it's so rare for him to, to to drop to the knee, and yeah, him holding his holding his hand as you go off he just thought oh no this doesn't doesn't look great and then on the the lap of honor he was in the uh he was in the he was in the strap strapped up wasn't he but yeah i mean i i still think we we're in with a really good shout it just means the dynamic of the back row is going to have to change we are going to he, he is irreplaceable isn't he there's no two ways about it we haven't got someone we can bring in there's another there's another falato you know he's he's a once probably once in a generation for us of the way in which he plays but um you know, to use to use the my word of the of the trip, Tommy Raffles purring. He is and purring, and yeah, that was a that was a monster performance. We said, oh God, we spoken so much about rugby this weekend. I'm trying to think when it was. It might have been during our live show actually about Tommy Raffle and uh, and Derry Lake having a point to prove, having missed out against Australia, and we'll come on to Lake in a minute. But Raffle, man of the match, four or five turnovers. I mean, you can't leave him out now, can you? I think if Toby's fit, yeah, there's a you know, you, you there's yeah, a, but we're we're through the looking glass now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Then with him now, 
having that good a game and Toby being out, then yeah, I think he's going to be in the starting lineup, isn't he? And we're probably going to be going going to have to go with two two sevens, aren't we? Um, which we just hope that that balance that balance can work. Not looking too far ahead, but looking far ahead, I think that should be enough to get us through the next game. It's just beyond it's just beyond that, isn't it? And game plan presumably goes more and more kicking focused with that change. You'd have thought. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be going to be boot to ball, isn't it? And then it w- it did work really nicely yesterday with Raffle being you know first or second there over the ball and, and looking to steal a steal a turnover. He was he was into everything, wasn't he? He was everywhere the ball was. He was on it. Um, but the game plan changes. It's a little bit more difficult to watch, but it is effective. So. Um, yeah, we just bumped into Joe Worsley here, haven't we? That said that, you know, you put you put boot to ball as much as many times as you could and waited for us to make an error, and we do make errors, as he said. So, and is that yeah? As we go into you know, as we go into the quarterfinals now, it will be by the time you're listening to this, you'll know who we're who we're facing. But again, that game plan is that enough to get through a quarterfinal game? Does there need to be a little bit more, or do you just stick to what's worked so far? I think that could work or should work against either Japan or Argentina, shouldn't it? It's If we get past that, is that going to be enough on it on its own? I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. We, we, lack what we've, we lack ball carriers, don't we? And Toby's carried so well. You know, he's also, he's smashed through people, but he's also, his, you know, his quick feet. Uh, he always gets us out of trouble, doesn't he? And he's so sort of, so good at that. So um, I'd question whether it's going to be enough to take us you know, past the, if we get there, past the semi. But um, yeah, we just we just have to be super super pragmatic, super tight, and yeah, go from there. Getting a bit of fan reaction here in Nantes. The atmosphere was absolutely amazing. Delighted to be joined by Steve and Jacob from Command. Let's start with you, Steve. We had a chat earlier on. Uh, you fancied Wales by 20. It was Wales by 20. Was that how you saw it playing out? Uh, not quite. No, no. We got a point in the end that we needed. That was the main thing, was it? But um, yeah, it was a bit of a scrappy game. Uh, lots of boys had a hit there. We could see we've had two weeks off, I think, and uh, looked a bit rusty and past them. But, um, how, mu- how much do you think the late change uh, outside half might have might have just disrupted, not in terms of personnel, but disrupted perhaps the game plan a little bit? I reckon, yeah. I, I thought that our half acts struggle at times today to control and manage the game well. and that's what causes problems then, doesn't it? So yeah, it probably did make a big, a big, a big difference really to, to the setup. And then Jacob, who stood, who stood out for you? Because I thought I thought there were some good performances from a Wales perspective in there. Anyone who caught your eye? Well, obviously Tommy Rafael was quality over the ball, but then I think Dav Jenkins put in a hell of a shift with the tackles he made. Rowlands put in a hell of a shift as well. A few of the forwards were class, and Samit scored a hat trick. So. Exactly. It's, it's not bad scoring a hat trick and not being in the conversation exactly. for man of the match, yeah. is it? I felt like we we were saying before the game, want to see a bit more from him, want to see a bit more. Yeah, we said. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt that way, didn't it, Steve? Like yeah. it, particularly that that try he scored at the end, where he's like, I'm going to kick. I'm so much quicker than everyone. I, I I felt like you're starting to see what he's capable of at international level. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope that continues into the next round. Now, then, isn't he really steps it up you now for the rest of us, and uh, we'll be in good stead then as well. Yeah. Adams to come back in as well, probably. So. We just need to, to build, keep on going. I'll keep the momentum and I'll keep on building. Uh, a couple of injury worries as well. Toby's 
Toby was just walking around the pitch with his arm in a sling, which fills me with dread. Uh, obviously, we cut and Anscombe going off. I think Liam picked up a little knock as well. Putting the injuries to one side, any changes you'd make for next week's side, Jacob? Oh, I'm not sure there. Um... Tommy, Tommy Raffles, you know, come, come back, but maybe on the bench? Yeah, I, I think he might have to start. He was quality today. You dropped Jack Morgan? I wouldn't drop Jack Morgan. I'd probably bring in Jack Morgan at six, Rafael at seven, and then if Fallathouse fits, start him at eight. If not, Wainwright. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. If Toby's not fit, moving, moving Wainwright to eight. Boys, it's been great to chat to you. I'm sure we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you later on as well. And uh, yeah, the uh, the bus rolls into Marseille next week. about us being on the easy side of the, the draw and how England aren't playing well enough to go deep into the tournament or aren't playing well enough to, to beat a South Africa or a New Zealand or whoever it might be and whether we're in that same boat. But at the same time, you can't concentrate on that, can you? Until you face them, you've just got to beat what's in front of you and, and then if there is something else up the sleeve, then, you know, then you've got to adapt for that. But you can't be planning for a semi-final when you've got a quarter-final to play next. No, you, you, you can't. I mean, the... The great thing is our defence is, is looking so so tight, isn't it? So if we if we back the defence, put the ball up. We 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 leaked a couple of tries yesterday, didn't we? There was a couple of um, you know a couple of big fans. I thought that Georgia were very physical. You know from the off, they brought a real energy, didn't they? And the crowd were the crowd were behind the Georgians. Obviously, a lot of them play in France, and there's a lot of, quite a few Georgians in there. But they they brought a real good level of physicality. We 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 hung in there and did well though, didn't we? Against that, which I think will 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 hold us in good stead but yeah defence is looking looking good we're just going to have to yeah maybe make sure we get um, get a few more strike plays on offer if we are just going to put put boot to ball but a lot of a lot of teams have got to the final from playing boring rugby haven't they not that it was too boring but yeah you're absolutely right I, I suppose what's different now is the there's a number of strong teams and that's the bit that's that's the bit that is perhaps different but the bulk of the, the best sides, as we know, are on one side of the draw, knocking each other out. So, come this time next week, there will either be no Ireland or no New Zealand. There will be no France or no South Africa. So, it is about to me. It's just about planning and getting into that, getting into that scenario. And if Wales can get in a, a semi-final situation, let's roll out the cliches. Anything can happen. But it's yeah, it is just about getting getting through each of these each of these games and seeing. The one thing that has concerned me a little bit is. In most of these games, with the possible exception of Australia, we seem to have hit a flat spot at certain points. So we dropped off towards the end against Fiji. We dropped off perhaps in the, uh, in the third quarter of, of that game against Georgia and let them right back into it. Obviously, Portugal was a bit of a stuttering one as well. So I don't know whether, whether that's something that is good because we've managed that and got through them or whether this is going to be a trait of the side going into the quarters. It's sort of classically Welsh, isn't it? It's classically us. I think when Georgia came back to, they got 19 points. I think it was 19-24. And there was a wobbly moment. The crowd were really behind them. Um, atmosphere was electric at that point. I was a little bit nervous, but we did manage to find a way through, which is which is great because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have found that way through a year ago. I think that would have been they would their tails were up. They were building momentum. Um, they were sort of dominating the tackles, weren't we? But we just found a little way. So I think we got to give credit to us for um, well. Having Louis Rees Hammett 
on fire. But we've got that type of guy, haven't we? He's the quickest in the tournament. He's electric. Everything he touched, he, he turned into something really positive. Um, I think you said, look, let's can we get him on the ball more? I totally agree. Could could we have? Quite quite possibly. But um, no, we found a way through on in that game, and they were they were good. I thought that was a good performance from Georgia. The stuff that I think you can't necessarily you sometimes see better from in, in the ground or you kind of you may be spot on TV the body language looked good yesterday even when they went down there was just a little bit there was an air of calm of okay we've let them back in this let's not panic let's not chuck away chuck away the game plan that we've that we trust and we think is going to work and then it was a composed performance even though it was a side missing missing the first choice 10 and had made a number of changes at that point that composure I think will will hopefully hold us in good stead because there are going to be moments during a game when things could wobble a bit yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a really interesting point you make there about the composure because with having the injury to Anscombe early on, that's that's a big shake-up, isn't it? And when Georgia did get back to 19 points to us and, and with us having 24, I did think, are we going to see bigger coming on? Gallum must have been relatively close to thinking, right, Costello, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll take him off looking for a bit more control. But he held off, and that's going to be massive for Sam Costello's confidence, isn't it? He stayed on, made a couple of good passes, slotted a few good kicks. So I think, you know, hopefully Anscombe's going to be back a bit later on, but massive for the for, for us as a side to know that Costello came through that and actually, when it was looking a bit wobbly, managed to, to steady the ship and pull away quite nicely. And it's the polar opposite of how Eddie Jones has handled, uh, has handled his outside halves, because, or his one outside half, essentially, because it was such a, a rough first game for Gordon and he didn't back him then. He dropped him, pulled him out of the firing line. And, you know, that he's, he's then not going to go back to him. He's not going to go back to an inexperienced 10. And, you know, you, you've seen how that's ended. Whereas we know that you're going to need Sam Costello throughout the rest of this tournament and for years to come. So you're right. I, I think that is that is a bonus that he didn't have to, to get bigger on the pitch. Um, but, yeah, you expect him to come straight in for the straight in for the quarterfinal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it'd be huge for Sam Sam Costello's confidence and the squad as well, because you can see they all like him. He's a very likable guy, isn't he? We, um, I think we had his his grandparents behind us in the ground, didn't we? Che- you know, cheering him on. It was a few few Scarlets chants going around, but yeah, really really great. You see the boys giving him a little pat afterwards. So expect Dan Bigger to be yeah straight back in. But if 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 Costello's you know if Costello's going to be on the bench, then. Um, we need him to have gone through a little bit of a rough period because if we're going to progress, there's going to be times when it's going to be really tight, and he needs to have needs to have had that that sort of uh, real pressure moments on in the World Cup. Not you know, it's very different to playing club rugby, isn't it? fan Jed Collie Priest now who flew to France for yesterday's match certainly worth it for you Jed certainly was yeah incredible atmosphere just hearing that back then it, it certainly brought the emotions flooding back in brilliant atmosphere in the stadium yesterday and uh, and that moment in particular everyone just uh, yeah the, the whole place erupted so tell me a little bit about the atmosphere I mean we know that Wales coming into this were a little bit quiet, a little bit cautious, but actually, as the matches have gone on, that Australia win, and then all of a sudden there's a bit of spirit, a bit of belief, and did you see that with all the fans turning up? Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, 
where they've kind of gone about this quite quietly and starting to build momentum. Warren Gatlin keeps talking about momentum. And I think that, that big Australia win has put a lot of confidence into the players. You know, to, to go through the pool stages unbeaten and still you feel like there's there's not quite the complete com- performance happens yet. So I, I do, do feel like there's, there's, there's more to come and, and that's well-timed as you we, as we head into the knockouts. And what are your thoughts, though, on the fact that we've had a couple of injuries for for Wales, key injuries ahead of that? I mean, talking about Toby Falatau, what a what a blow that's going to be with his broken arm. Yeah, we you know we were chatting before the game, and we said there's a the main thing is we've been quite lucky with injuries to this point, and there's a couple of players who you really do not want to get injured, and probably top of that list was Toby Falatau, and yeah, there's no doubt it's it's going to be a massive blow, and. Uh, we saw it happen, and, and my friend Dan was sat next to me and said, "And said Toby never stays down. He never stays down." And at that point, you thought, "Oh no, this this could be one of those one of those moments." But you know, the, the squad's the squad's playing well. Tommy Raffle was man of the match yesterday. Uh, he's you know he's largely been playing a, a role off the bench. I would expect him to come into that starting lineup, and he has a massive opportunity for him move Wayne Wright to eight and, and put Tommy Raffle on the flank. I think, and um, you know, you've got there uh, a player who's in form and and. and has a, a real point to prove but there's no doubt it's a blow losing a player like Falatau's quality Yeah I imagine near the top of that list will also be Gareth Ainscombe do you think he'll be fit in time? I hope so yeah again that news broke just as we were getting into the ground that he that he'd um, he's going during during warm up um, and then yeah, Sam Costello was, was thrust right into it we were sat in front of his grandparents actually and uh, yeah he was kind of thrown right in, in, the, in the deep end and did a decent job um, I think the, the good thing is we've got through 80 minutes without bringing Dan Bigger on so if if Anscombe does miss out you know it, it's a shame because he played so well against Australia mm-hmm. and to have the choice of him and Bigger would be fantastic for a quarter final but I, I just really hope that he is able to he is able to play some further part in the tournament what a difference! I, I watched. I remember watching Wales in the, in the Six Nations, and 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 people would, you know, even when if there was a defeat, they were like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad a defeat. The the chances, the the way that they were playing, the squad, all of it for Wales, it seemed like years would be needed for a rebuild. And yet here you are in the quarterfinals, potentially we'll get we'll come to it. Potentially looking at the final four here. Well, yeah, and, and the, the bit that you can't underestimate that is Warren Gatland. Mm. You know, we've seen this movie before. Wales <laughs> had four Six Nations, and uh, and he's taken them to the World Cup because he gets extended preparation time with them. Six Nations, you know, you've you've got kind of ten days, two weeks to try and turn something around, and uh, with the World Cup, you've got the, the training camps, and you've got an extended period of time with the players. They really buy into it. They're better conditioned, and uh, yeah. He'd, you can't underestimate how good a job he's done. If it ends next week, it would be a disappointment, and, and I think that shows how that shows kind of how far they've come since uh, since February March time. Absolutely. Well, best of luck for that quarterfinal. Potentially going to be Argentina, and then things could open up. Jed, really appreciate your time and uh, enjoy Paris, okay? And stay clear of those bed bugs as well. It's Jed Coypriest. It's seven fifty four. I've really enjoyed our time here in Nantes. It's a shame not to be heading on to, to Marseille. Obviously, we'll be, we'll be glued to the telly, as uh, as many fans will be. Uh, what have you made of, of this as a city and as an occasion for uh, for the end of the pool stages? Yeah, Nantes has been, been great. I had a little look at it online. Um, 
you know when we knew we were coming out and you know, it's quite industrial isn't it quite brutalist obviously you remind you mentioned about the links with Cardiff there are lo- loads of similarities it's been really great isn't it quite a young a young city um, really good vibe great bars nothing too flash with it it's all quite understated and just a real good real good energy about the place so I'd love to come back will we come back you know, who knows, maybe if we were coming to watch a football game, but a great city and, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed our time. And what's been the highlight of the trip for you? Highlight of the trip? Um, Take your time. Yeah, can I have a couple of minutes? I, I enjoy doing the live show because yeah. that's not something we've uh, we've done for a long, you know, long, long time. It was great having... Uh, uh, Reese with us wasn't it with um it felt like being in the stadium when he did when he did his sort of o- opening lines and what a you know what a great great character and him riding riding over on his own he was he was commenting how you know fair play to a to the ride I was doing but I was like no no you've done the ride on your own that's I couldn't do that. that's a totally different thing so that was a a great experience with with you know with MSG and then going into the ground I think as we approached it I didn't quite know what to I didn't know the stadium at all and it looked proper old school concrete quite tight quite small little little seats not made for you know people the size of size of yourself I was probably okay it's there. better actually because I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a, a bum cheek on a, <laughs> on each seat <laughs> but it was nice and tight wasn't it you were really close to the stadium so there was a it was almost like a carnival atmosphere some was some was down so I think the at, the atmosphere for me was probably what um, made the, the you know the whole trip um, what's, what's, what's brilliant about coming out as well is you know, we found found ourselves in an Irish bar watching the Ireland game later on, and there were some boys outside, and they just did not stop singing Callan Lan. Uh, what else? There was about a rotation of three songs: Callan Lan, Delilah, Sospen um, and I think that's about it. Um, it was on repeat. On yeah. repeat. Yeah, they must be. Their voice must be even croakier than mine this morning. But it was uh, it was great. It's great to experience all that, and I think France is just such a good place to to host a rugby World Cup. You know, there's there's such a rugby loving audience here that that people get swept up in it. Yeah, absolutely. And all the cities are very different, aren't they? So, you know, you go from, you know, Lyon's very different, very different to Nantes, who's speaking to people that are over in Bordeaux that loved, you know, loved that. So, yeah, as, as, a, as a sort of destination location for the World Cup, you, you just can't beat it. When you look at some of the other places where the World Cup, you know, is potentially going to be heading, France is spot on. I mean, yeah, I, I really hope that, you know, we were saying yesterday, the the trend of sporting events getting taken to Saudi and Qatar and, and places like that because of the because of the money that they've got and the it costs a lot of a lot of cash to put on a major sporting event. It doesn't or it doesn't always translate into into making that money back. So you're gonna see more and more events out there. I just really hope that rugby doesn't lose its soul and and we lose we lose the tournaments from places that really genuinely love rugby. We've got Australia next next time round. And you just hope after, you know, that, that it doesn't go down that route for me. I, I just want it to be played in places where there is a core rugby fan base. And yes, grow the game, but don't just do it for the sake of taking it where the cash is. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. There's so much more than just following following the money, isn't there? And um, is there anywhere that you'd really like the World Cup to, to head to? I mean, Reese mentioned America, didn't he? Yeah, I think America would be brilliant, actually. And, you know, again, there is a... It's such a disparate place that it's perhaps quite hard to do. You'd almost, we were discussing this, you'd almost need to have it concentrated down the West Coast or something like that. But 
again big you know big expat communities from rugby loving nations so i mean it, could, it would be amazing and obviously the infrastructure and the stadium and everything else is all there so that, that would be that would be that would be amazing to, to see that first though you've got to get you get you're saying into a position where they're able to qualify for world cups and um you know it, it's a blow to it's a blow to north american rugby to not have the likes of canada and the usa here but on the flip side you've got the likes of uruguay and chile have come and played some exciting rugby and perhaps growing the sport in south america yeah maps absolutely we bumped into quite a few sort of americans didn't we and canadians that were over that's been wonderful about this as well isn't it seeing people that have just said well we're just going to go and follow you know pick a side they're on a sort of i suppose another tour over here aren't they and they you know they brought some good value to the whole to the whole experience so over here we've seen a we've seen quite a few japanese of me that you you in particular had a little not enjoyed having a little little chat with um i'm certainly going to be supporting supporting japan later on you fancy an Argentina win, though, don't you? Yeah, I'd love I'd love Japan to do it, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I, I sense Argentina will probably will probably get that again. As you listen to this, you will know the result of uh, of that. I'm just keeping one eye on the on the check in, make sure we're not going to miss our flight. Otherwise, you you get to experience a bit more of not than you uh, than you're bargain bargaining for. Then uh, let's finish then with the bit that you always love to do: the players who caught your eye. Who were those who really impressed in red yesterday? Tommy Raffle, we mentioned him earlier. He needed a massive game. He had a big game. Dewey Lake thought the lineout went really well. Dab Jenkins was, uh, you know, everywhere. I'd love, you know, looking forward to watching the game back because from where we were, he seemed to make a load of tackles early on, didn't he, in the first 30? Um, big hits as well. Um, hands in everywhere, you know, operated well in the lineout. So for me, yeah, it was probably, you know, Dab Jenkins, Raffle, uh, Dewey Lake. Um, loved seeing Tom Francis go over for a try, mind, because he's worked his socks off. And Zamit, I mean, you can't. It looked so comfortable for him. You, it's easy not to mention him, but they were they were big tries, weren't they? They were, yeah. And and I think if perhaps the the back line hadn't hadn't gone quite as well as it has in previous tours. There's quite a few where we tried to use Tompkins taking the hit and taking the ball very very late, and and they read that quite well actually. Georgia and, and that caused a few problems but yeah outside that when we managed to get the ball to, to Zamet yes the tries were brilliant but I loved watching his composure at full when he went to full back you know and he's chasing back a loose ball backs his pace to get to get around the outside but then doesn't go mad and puts in a clearing kick so yeah there were real signs yesterday that the, that next level of Zamet is, uh, is going to be there and I hope I hope we're going to see more of that yeah, he, that's a really, really good point. He, did, he looked super composed, yeah, at the back. And he took a, when he did move into the full-back role, he took a lovely high ball, didn't he, out on the, out, out on the left, which was quite a tricky, tricky kick because he was sort of traversing across. Um, when he did sweep around and pick up the ball and he sort of faint, fainted left and came right, I thought that, uh, I wanted him to run the pitch just because it's so exciting, but obviously that would have been the wrong call. He probably would have been turned over, but he put in a beauty of a kick, as you say. So, yeah, there were some really composed performances, and I think, you know, Costello was quite, a, you know, quite a difficult game that, isn't it, to come in at ten and and he's you know inexperienced young, and he, he did he did well, then he got the he got the job done, stuck to the stuck to the game plan when it looked rocky, he came back from it, so it was a you know, decent performance from him as well. Yeah, and that's it. So now we start looking forward to the quarter final. We knew there was going to be a quarter final. We know we've topped the group. We'll know soon enough who we're going to face, and it gets really exciting and nerve wracking from here. Yeah, it does. We um, will we make it back out to France? That's the question. 
Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, nonetheless, so much to look forward to now. Uh, I am absolutely knackered. I'm going to go and join this queue. Uh, are you staying out here in Nantes, or are you going to come home? I think I'm going to stay. <laughs> no, let's go. I'm going to grab a grab a coffee while you uh, probably fall asleep. Right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we will have lots more to come in the week. Um, it's been yeah, it's been real, real good fun out here in Nantes. And big thanks to our pals at MSG Tours for for sponsoring us and for sorting uh, for sorting this trip out. Uh, make sure you check out if you've got any rugby rugby related uh, journeys that you're making soon make sure you check out mstours.com if you've enjoyed this series if you've enjoyed any of the rugby world cup stuff make sure you subscribe follow us etc etc and leave us a review if you can right we'll be back to chat rugby with you very very soon Podcast Network.